welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is our second birthday special. You submitted the questions and I will be a no holes barred answering them for you today. I'm so excited for this. Let's get into it. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. So true, we do have a lot to cover. You had a lot of questions um, and I'm literally going to read them from the list. Um, I kind of went to go and put them in order and then apart from the first two, there was no real logical order. So there's no massive logical order after the first two, but it made sense to start with these. And this was funnily enough, the actual first question that was submitted, um, which was how and why did you start Pageantland? Um, so Pageantland originally started as Mummy is doing a beauty pageant podcast. Um, I was going to track my journey and also share some of like as I was getting coaching or as I was researching things, like sharing it along the way. Um, there wasn't a huge amount in the UK um, particularly that I could find. Uh, we had sparkles and rhinestones. But other than that, unless you're working like one on one with a coach, there wasn't like that much information out there. And it was just meant to be a bit of a bit, a bit more fun, to be honest. Um, and within like the first few episodes, the feedback I was getting was the episodes where I had like guest experts on or I was sharing my like experience in the form of coaching because I work as a coach in real life. I kind of naturally fall into coaching when I'm sharing advice, like I share it in a coachy way, I guess. Um, And those were the episodes people loved and there seemed to be like a bigger space for it. So when I launched the second season, I launched it as Pageantland. Um, And then I can't remember exactly where it turned into a whole thing, but it was after I'd competed and I had so many people come up to me and say, like, we wouldn't have enjoyed competing as much if it hadn't been for you. Um, oh my God, the advice that you shared on the podcast, like changed my competition. Oh, I don't think I'd have placed if you hadn't been. Like there just was so many, and even going, I think it probably twigged at the Pageantland ball um, that wasn't not associated with Pageantland, us as a brand, different thing, um, but run by Pageant Girl Limited. And uh, there were people coming up that I, I had no idea who they were, that they wanted pictures with me because I ran the podcast. Um, and I was like, oh, oh, so this is a thing like I looked at the analytics but I didn't really get like I'm not like big into looking at the analytics because it was just meant to be this just for fun thing um and then I was like what's gonna be if it's not just a little thing to um potter on with for me personally and maybe share a little bit along the way if it's got this bigger purpose what is the bigger purpose what is it that I really want to do with it um and in the first lockdown I did a run every day it was meant to run every day for 100 days but I did 105 days um and anyone that's 
tried to run is it can be quite meditative meditative I always trip over that word but you know what I mean and I wanted to I started like using that time to like think through what did I want to do it for because if I wanted to be consistent with it if I wanted to put all the work and the time into it I'm the sort of person that if it's costing me time it needs to have like a valid purpose like a bigger purpose in the world than just being fun um and long long and short of it is that I came to the conclusion that I wanted to create something that could help support the UK pageant industry that could help support the growth within the industry that could help support growth within the individuals I've experienced so many like good things from a self-development point of view with pageantry I've learned so much about myself like good and bad that I've been like oh yeah I want to change that I want to work on that area etc etc um like the community was there really supportive when my mum passed away and things like that um that I really wanted that that kind of gift back side of things um a few people I was talking to um and I probably yeah I will touch on this in some of the other questions this kind of fits into some of the other questions as well like people like oh like a governing body and I was like no 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 um it's one of the things that I was like I yes it would be awesome I think there'd be so many benefits for there being a governing body for the pageant industry in the UK but I don't think there is the funding and I don't think there is a person that is non-unbiased enough to do that um there's always kind of people that seem to have like a little bit of affiliation a bit more to a certain system or a certain way of thinking I just don't I don't see a way that it's possible I think it would be great but I didn't see where it's possible so that was definitely not what we wanted to do we wanted to be able to promote all the systems sort of in an unbiased way as much as possible we wanted to um, be able to promote lots of different suppliers promote all the different queens and contestants etc etc and we kind of came up with this this aim of um that we are here to support growth within UK pageant contestants queens and the industry as a whole and so that's for us isn't just supporting who's already in it but it's encouraging more people to come in um, and support them on their journey so they want to stay etc etc and I definitely realized that if I wanted to have this sort of unbiased feeling to it that it had to be a team project there had to be more of us involved not just from a workload point of view because I'll be completely honest there's a lot of work that goes into this that I think people don't realize and appreciate um it is it's hard work and that's why we've had some team members join and then they've realized quite how much work it is and they've been like I just I just don't have the time or it's not something I'm able to make the time for don't want to make the time for it and that's absolutely fine um it's why if any of you have ever applied and done an interview to be part of the team I lay it on thick that it is a consistent time commitment and you need to be willing and ready for that consistent time commitment. Um, and it's still, it's still sometimes when people join, they don't, don't sort of register that. And, um, it just turns out all things change and they're not actually able to, to stay on board. Um, but it is, it is a lot of work, but I think when you have such a strong focused aim, it like keeps you, keeps you going, keeps you moving forward. I feel like I'm answering loads of the other questions all in the first one. So <laughs> let's get on to the second question. Um, what is the goal of pageant land? Um, so we've got our aim, but then our, we have little goals along the way. And I think one of the biggest goals at the moment is for new people coming in to feel like they find their feet really quickly, that they 
find enough guidance, like free guidance from the podcast and that it's like basically like free, there's a lot of free coaching within there, that they find that very quickly so that they get more from their first experience competing. While I like personally, and I know lots of other people tend to gain something from the first time you compete, it's often not until the second time where you really see that additional value Um, and we wanted people to find the additional value of the second competition in the first competition and we've got people that have have said to us that they they don't think they would have done so well and things with without the podcast without that additional guidance like it made it so much clearer they understood what they were coming into or they heard the podcast and or like saw our stuff on Instagram and it made them want to do pageants and obviously that then connects back to our big aim um so the moment the goal is to very much like feel very very welcoming there be that kind of safe space um I mean we can then like say oh have you looked at this coach if you're doing this system maybe about this coach or like people are trying to decide on systems then we can help them like find the system that's right for them and we have like a full list on the website that where we list systems and suppliers um and it's actually it's really hard to get systems and suppliers to submit information and it's like it's free advertising people so if you are a pageant based business um, get on the website and put your details in. Um, I'm a little bit behind on it at the moment. I'll be completely honest because I've been moving house. Um, but I tend to be fairly frequently going to the little thing where people submit their details and then add them to the website. Um, and then also we like sharing different systems and suppliers on our Instagram and stuff and doing like that extra promotion. Um, but I think there is, I don't know, maybe there's some cynicism around the fact that we're doing this for free and people are like, what's in it for you? And it's like, because we like supporting the industry and it literally is as simple as that. Um, like it gets my goat a little bit that even after two years, people don't register that we're just doing it because we love and want the industry to flourish. And if you aren't growing, you're dying. Um, and if we don't have people that aren't just in it for like the money supporting the industry or aren't just in it for competition, because people do have a habit of competing. And then when they've wrapped it up, they wrap up and they're done and they've gone and they don't support the industry. Um, and I, we have a couple on the team um, that are either temporarily hung up their heels or have like semi as as permanent as pageant girls do hang up their heels because you kind of never really know when a comeback queen's coming at you um etc etc uh, <laughs> so like myself I've delayed a year um recently like Felicia said she's not going to compete again but we still really want to be involved in pageant land and really want to be supporting the uh, the UK pageant industry and and things um So there's lots of other little like side projects going on. We are going to have in-person events eventually. um, And we will, there will be the Pageantland Cake Club. Um, We hoped to start it last year and then obviously COVID. And then um, we were hoping to start it this year. And it just didn't, we thought with pageants actually starting back, there was already enough going on for people to get back to, etc. So we um have postponed that and hopefully we'll be doing that in 2022. So that'll be like our in-person um things that we want to do. Um but the other thing that we're starting to sort of reach out is going and having tables um where COVID allows is having tables at pageants um where not only do we have our little pageant land products um which literally cover our costs. So uh, don't go thinking we're doing this to make like a load of money because we're not going to make a load of money from it. Um, we we do it to try and cut, like pay for like the website hosting and stuff like that. Like this isn't free. Um, everyone, well, like people on the team, we pay out to do this. Um, and 
have a little table not only to sell our products but also so when people come and they're new to pageantry that they've always got somewhere to go to that they can come and say hi to us and we'll chat to them um and then we'll be like oh this person's in your same system or here's the queen from your system or like help find someone to sit with like we want to be that go-to support station as well as like having the products and stuff there so there are a few um pageants that we're hoping to have um tables at but like i said it's some of them are like covid restriction pending it just depends on the room they've got um with regards to um like covid numbers and what have you and how that's working um etc etc so um I'm sure you will see us um, and then we're hoping over maybe over next year to have a bit more of a fixture and fitting of um, like we quite so often see Earring Envy have a table. We want to have a pageant land table there. And if you are a system listening to this and you'd be happy for us to do that, then please let me know. Um, I was really awkward going to pageants and asking because they're like, why? Why? And it's like, oh, we just want to be there to support. I mean, it'd be great if we could sell some other things. But even if they just said we could have a support table, I'm totally game for that too. Um, So uh, next question, because I'm already like over a third of the way through and I've only done two questions. Um, How do you get shown and what are you looking for from guests? Uh, So one of the big things that we try and do with Pageantland is feature as many systems as possible, um, as many queens um, and contestants um, to be to do like the queens featured um, just because if we included all the like subtitle subtitle sounds really passive aggressive or something. But if we included like all the titles, like if you are if you won the charity title in your pageant, um, it wouldn't come under a queen feature. And it was just like a decision that we made as a team um, that it needed to be a national contracted or European and UK based um so for example Yemi is actually a European title Crown and Glory have a European title and a UK title um so European counts as well um but it needed to be like a a con a contracted what we'd refer to as a contracted system as opposed to a charity system and stuff um if you sort of won like the Miss Charity um or the um I can't think of any other examples right now or like the Miss Beachbody title within your system then you'd come on as a contestant feature as opposed to a queen's feature. And that was just the case of otherwise it was just, there were just too many and it just started to look a bit nuts. Um, so there's two different types of features. Those, those two. Um, the podcast is trickier because we quite often look for guest experts. Quite often it's me going to people that I think would be appropriate, but we do have an option for like signing up. And sometimes we do special um, seasons that might be a little bit different. We are working on possibly doing one of those um, in season seven as well. Um, so it is definitely worth keeping an eye on the website. And also if you sign up to the newsletter, if we do anything special, so you sign up to the newsletter on the website, it's on the main page. And it's also on the contact us page. Um, but if you sign up there, we tend to offer it out to the newsletter subscribers first. It's free. It's not a paid thing. It's just it's easier for us to shoot an email out to everyone that's like shown an interest already that way. Um, and then next, it tends to go in the Facebook group. Um, so if you make sure you've done one or ideally both of those, then you should spot if we're ever doing anything special for the podcast. Um, but all the other ones, and even that is all listed on the website. If you go to the contact us pay, uh, like drop down menu, it says get involved, but it's literally pageantland, www.pageantland.online forward slash get involved. And all the different options are there um for how to like submit what do we want from guests we don't want pageant patty answers um so 
We don't want you to sound like a robot. It's so obvious as well, particularly with the um, with like the live videos and stuff um, where it just looks like these sort of pageant perfect answers. We don't. We want to have a conversation with you. This isn't your this isn't your pageant interview. This isn't being judged. Um, this is about like getting to know the real you and having a bit of a chit chat and um, awkward silences. Ums, ahs, stumbles are all a okay. Like you don't have to worry about any of that. Um, and then if you're submitting for any of like the blogs and stuff, we need information, like not one word answers. It doesn't matter how many times when people are submitting for blogs and I have to, so often I have to go back to people and say, you didn't give me enough words. Basically, we need at least 1500 words for it to be a viable blog size. Um, so it's like, you didn't give me enough words. You need to add some more to it. We even had to change the feature. So people um, sign in with their email address when they submit to do a blog because then they can go back and add to it. So if we then go and look at their submission, well, like, it's not enough. They can go back and edit it as opposed to having to start all over again. But the simple thing is like read the instructions at the top that specify like we need lots of information. We don't just want like the cutesy answers. There's lots of different pageant blogs and things. And we really want like that much more dig deep. We try to tailor like, like the questions in there so we get a bit deeper, um, but we don't always get what we need to be able to create the blogs that we want to put out that make us stand out and that actually add some more value. Like no, no one gains anything from reading or listening to your pageant patty answers. So leave them at the door. We want like the real proper you, like all the authentic all the all the dirt, all the dirt, all the all the like interesting bits um and pieces. So that's what makes like a, a good guest for any of the pageant and features. Oh, and we do guest experts. Um so you need to be like it's very hard to quantify what would you classify as an expert in something. Um but like if if it's something where there is a professional qualification, like I'm not going to have someone on to talk about fitness that hasn't got a professional fitness qualification. Like fitness instructors should be qualified and should even to give information on, on the podcast as far as I'm concerned. Um, same with like makeup. Um, if you're going to get like makeup advice, get it from a professional. Someone's ability to just do their own makeup does not a expert make them. I think that's like another good um so obviously makeup and pageantry is quite an interesting one. Um, like I'd want, I want someone that actually has like works in that industry has like a, like there needs to be a certain, a certain level, like caliber level for me to be able to say, this is a guest expert in to talk about this. Um, obviously there are areas where there's not really a qualification, like qualification in being a good charity fundraiser that doesn't exist. Um, so it's sort of looking at people that have been really creative or have done lots of things. Like it's really tricky when, um, and people submit and say, oh, I want to be a guest expert or they'll submit a blog as a guest expert. And I'm like, this just isn't enough information for us to, um, or there isn't enough quality of information for us to be able to put a label on it and say, this is a guest expert. Um, so that's really, it is really tricky. So I said this would be no holes barred. I'd be completely honest with you. But yeah, I find that bit really hard. Like what quantifies um, an expert? Um, so next question. What's been the hardest bit from the last two years? Oh, everything. All the things so hard. Um, no, um, the majority has got to be love. Like because we absolutely love doing this. We wouldn't continue it otherwise. 
Um, I think the hardest thing, as soon as we announced that, I, I say we, because at the time it was I, as soon as I announced that we were like looking for team members and we were turning it into a team thing. And then when we announced the team, um, there was backlash about us being, thinking that we were like the ultimate, because there were eight of us at the time, that we were like the ultimate eight, that we thought that we had some sort of prestige over other people, that we were trying to be this governing body. And it doesn't seem to matter how many times I say it, we are not a governing body. We are not trying to be a governing body. You can't report like things that have gone wrong. If you have a problem in your system or a problem with like one of your queens or finalists or something, you can't report it to us. Um, you need to go to your director. If you have a problem with a supplier, you need to go to the supplier. And then if you've got issues further on, you need to go to trading standards. We need to like understand if you are parting with money, it's a business transaction. Like if you've got issues with like you've donated to a charity thing and then like you haven't got your product or the event hasn't happened, like you should be reporting that to like the legal authorities. Like you should be seeking legal counsel. You can't report it to us. We're not going to do anything about it. Um, like we'll be a friendly ear to listen to, um, but we are very like strong with this amongst the team that we're not here to like give out legal advice to fight people's battles. And we have definitely had that. Like people do come to us. Um, even when I've said multiple times that we are not like, like I, I want people to feel like they've got someone to chat to about things. They might like need to know, is this normal for pageantry, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't really know anyone in pageantry, I want people to feel like they can like come and talk to us, of course, but you're going to get advice like you need to speak to your director or that's a legal issue. You need to <laughs> lawyer up or you need to, um, speak to uh, the police or whatever it is. Like, obviously I'm thinking of really dramatic things here. Um, it's harder, like when it's been like instances of bullying um, that people have come to us with, because we did have that a lot in the the first lockdown. We had quite a few people um, and it was all different. And you never know like, what's bullying, what's telltelling and what's like, it's, we can be like a supportive friend um, but I always like reiterated to people that look, look, we're not a governing body. We're not here to fix all the problems. That's not what we do. Um, I think there's always like, there's always that thing. There's always three sides to every story. Um, yours, mine and the truth. I think sometimes there's like five sides to stories as well. Um, so as much as I want, yeah, like I said, I want people to feel like they can come and chat to us and that we are friendly and supportive and we're there for them. Um, that, we can't, we can't officially, we can't do anything more with it other than an, be an understanding ear and an understanding friend and maybe direct you towards the right person um, or be that support with you when you want to speak to your director. Like it's, it's, it's really tricky. Like I said, it would be amazing to have a governing body in the UK pageant industry, but I think that's a whole episode in itself of why I just don't, see that happening or see a way that that can like properly happen um so that yeah that's definitely been the hardest like the I think good intent like no good deed goes unpunished good intentions being misconstrued and it's like no we are literally here to support the UK pageant industry like there are 
we have a in the team which I'll touch on in a minute as well we have in the team we have like a little code of conduct between the team members um that we hold each other accountable if we are being biased or unbiased against certain things like to try and keep us neutral as possible like we all have our personal opinions and we're totally entitled to that as individuals um but it is definitely something we talk about as members when we join the fact that we do need to be a bit more careful what we put on our personal because it has a reflection on pageant land um and we're all human like we're all gonna screw that up from time to time as well like give us a break we're doing this for free um but we do try like there is like we've actively discussed it and we continue to discuss it and and it, we even find like some of the members will bring things to to the team WhatsApp and be like, I've seen this. I want to comment on it. I want to do this campaign about this thing. Or um, do you think that's like going to be a sort of conflict with pageant land? Like we do have to be a bit more careful because of what we're trying to do with pageant land. But we all deserve to be able to have our own personal opinions and it not be construed as the opinion of pageant land. Um, so yeah, those I guess those those two things have been like the hardest things. People thinking personal opinions are Pageantland's opinion, and um, thinking that we're like this governing body and that we're gonna be like bringing down the hammer on people or we're gonna be like blacklisting people. It's like no, dude, no, not no. That's just not all we're about. Um, and it still makes me sad that after two years of hard slog, um, but I guess some people you just can't change your opinions. So hey ho never mind not gonna lose sleep over it um uh, hardest bit from the last two years um what makes what makes i love when i say give me hard questions what makes you suitable to start something like this what are your credentials nothing zero credential well okay no that's a lie um i have i have worked as a public speaker like been a paid public speaker so to be able to speak I guess that's a credential. Um, I do have coaching credentials, um, predominantly in fitness, uh, life coaching. I teach lifestyle coaching. Like that's actually what I do for work. Um, so when it comes to self development, um, I've recently like closed closed down one brand to free up some more time and bought my fitness and my lifestyle coaching and life coaching um, and self development coaching brand like under the same thing. Um, and I'm now taking a little bit of time off from all of that anyway to um, like move house and get my daughter settled in school. But I do have like actual coaching credentials. Um, I don't teach walk I don't teach interview. Um, even with pageant land coaching, we very specifically design the programs that we do in there to fit in the gaps of of what other pageant coaches are teaching. Like the the standard pageant coach is is walk and interview, um, and we do uh, one program that's like an extension of. Uh, platform development, and for that, I'd say my credentials are the fact that I have started, built and sold a number of different businesses throughout the years. Don't be fooled by the lack of wrinkles. It's just good Botox. I am old. Um, <laughs> um, but I, um, yeah, I, I come at platforms from a business knowledge side of things. Um, and I also, we are going to be launching a social media course that won't be taught by me. They'll actually be taught by an expert, a social media expert who works full time as um, a business coach in social in like who specializes in social media because we haven't got um, that like level of expertise within the UK pageant industry at the moment. Like there are experts in certain industries for a reason. You can't be an expert in everything. 
Um, and I find that if you're, yeah, if you're saying you're an expert in everything, you're not. Um, and I have talked about this a lot on the podcast that I very much believe in finding the expert for the right job. Um, and that as coaches, whatever industry you work in as a coach, knowing your limitations and not seeing them as a weakness, um, is so, so important. Um, and, I am definitely aware of the areas that I can't teach. Like I would love to one day maybe um, get proper coaching in how to do walk coaching. Um, I think walk coaching is very, very difficult. Um, I haven't worked with one coach that's been able to deliver everything that I need from a walk coach. So walk coaching is very, very difficult. Do I think I'll ever become a walk coach? Probably not, if I'm honest. Probably not. Um and I'm it's just not it's just not my jam um but the areas that we teach on with pageant land coaching the bits that I teach I know are within my skill set and we do want to bring on um other coaches that specialize in other areas that will be able to maybe don't want to start a whole coaching business that but will be able to offer a program under pageant land coaching um that said we still also actively promote all the other coaches um, I think that's one of the tricky things is people see that we offer a service. They think we're not going to promote the others. But um, one of the the very first pageant land coaching program um, is part of the program is working out which coaches you're going to work with for walk and which coach you're going to work with for interview, which then moves you on to the right coach for that. Like I work with the people if they want to find a fitness instructor to help them find a fitness instructor, even though we have pageant and fitness. And even though that's what I teach, like it's, I don't, I'm not the right person for everyone. Um, no one person is the right person to coach every girl in pageantry on every aspect of pageantry. Um, and so I think it's really important that you find your niche and you like specialize in that area. And because I'm aware of that, I guess that's my awareness of that. I'd say is one of the reasons why, um, I'm quite a good person to run this, but this is also why we need a team, why we need lots of different opinions from people in lots of different age groups. Yes, we don't have any under 18, so I'm very aware that we don't have anyone to like represent the juniors, but um, I do try and check in with juniors and some of the younger teens um, to find out what they need. Um, are we like providing what they need? Is there any other services they'd like from us, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but because of... Um, Oh, what's the word? Like child protection and things like that. Um, it just gets too complicated to have under 18s on the team. So we don't, we don't do it. Um, but it's ah uh, I don't I don't think there would there, I don't think there's anyone in the UK pageant industry that would be like the perfect fit for running this. But I think one of my credentials is the willingness to do it. And the same for all the girls on the team, ladies on the team. It's the willingness to do it and to do it with a, a come at it with a kind heart. Like some of us are like, <laughs> we can, across, can come across like badass and a bit <laughs> hardcore on certain topics that we get passionate about. But it's quite often in life, the people that are that little bit more hardcore, that little bit more passionate, et cetera, et cetera, that are going to find the time and put the effort in um, and so of course there's no one that's absolutely perfect but we are in the trenches we are listening we are learning um if there ever was like an area that we really needed 
a certain expertise in like we bring people in and if there wasn't the person that could completely cover it then maybe one of us would go and get qualified in that area to be able to add to that um like we've done we did with the whole team we did interview an interview workshop for not pageant interview but how to interview other people and talked about how to interview other people in different social media platforms interview people for podcasts and lives and stuff like we do get like coaching and education for ourselves and like we said we try and have this code of conduct we know we do have this code of conduct that tries to keep us accountable and unbiased and things like there is a lot of stuff that goes on in the background with pageant land that I don't think people get until they're on the team and they're like oh okay this is like a proper thing and I'm like yeah this is like a proper thing um (laughs) Um, so next question because I've already like hit the time that I was going to run it for um what is it really like behind the scenes and on the team? It's really fun. Um, We do sometimes, like, <laughs> we don't pull a few bunches sometimes. Like, sometimes we have to get tough with each other. We do hold each other accountable. We do, there is that little bit of support. We have a WhatsApp group. We have about every six weeks we do a meeting. We have a Google Drive. We have a Trello forms. We have um all these different, like, bits that, that interconnect us. So we can work. We look we do some projects and things together but quite often people take ownership of the area they work in like Dion takes ownership of the lives people come to me to try and book a live and I'm like no here's here's Dion's number or I pass Dion's name over and I pass their name over to Dion like that's Dion's thing Dion takes ownership of that etc etc and like the different bits and pieces um because we wouldn't get it all done if we always had to come together we do have certain things that we have to bring back to the team um that we say, and we have like a majority vote on certain things if we're not quite sure um, that there needs to be a majority and vote on things on how we've responded with certain things or whether we want to post certain things, like particularly if it's things that are quite controversial, political, etc., etc. We have to bring those things back to the team. Um, and we do have a rule with the WhatsApp group. There's no like self-promotion. Um, there's no like, even if you're like running a campaign, that does not go in the pageant and WhatsApp group. You can message us all separately fine but the pageant land whatsapp group is for pageant land work only and that's how it's meant to be kept um and we try and like press that upon like new members as soon as possible um so it is is work for free um but um uh, we love it and we look up we like look after each other while holding each other accountable um, and I've definitely strengthened a lot of friendships and built friendships through people being on the team like people that I didn't really know before as well and um, because we do try and bring in people that we don't know at the moment we're going through um reading through all the applications for the latest role but we also have another we have a role we're trying to fill now and we have a future role that we're aware of as well that we'll probably fill in a couple of weeks like uh, like a uh, couple of weeks couple of months after the next role as well so we're trying to bring in people that we we don't know and as well like we don't want it to just be like our friends because then we don't yeah fresh blood fresh eyes etc etc what's it really like uh, I want to apply for the team. What makes a good team member? Consistency and time management. It's what the same thing I say about what makes a good queen. Consistency and time management. Um, you need to be able to consistently show up, consistently deliver the work you said you're going to deliver um, and like manage your time well enough to be able to do that. Um, unfortunately, I've had to have difficult conversations with, with, with people and been like, um, you just... 
other people are working really, really hard and, and you're not delivering anything, is this maybe not the right place for you? Like, it's a night and no, no offence intended, but I think that people sometimes don't realise how much work goes in. Um, and while, like, sometimes, like, some of the team have picked up a few of my bits while I've been moving house, like, um, someone changes jobs, someone else might pick up some of their bits for a little while, like, there's the support there, um, but you need to be, have the time management in place enough to ask for the support before the thing has been like missed or forgotten or not done we like to be very consistent with our content um which hopefully you've seen because we like kept kept going through lockdown and so that's definitely yeah become uh makes a very good team member consistency good time management and communication yeah (laughs) um where do you see pageant land in five to ten years time hmm I love love how you give me like a massive question to deal with. So I think from a practical point of view, I'd love to see it as being um like financially self sufficient. Um, most of what we do is free, and that is like by design. Uh, we have our couple of different products, which are we make a minimal profit from. I'll be completely honest, minimal profit from, but they help spread awareness to bring more people to the free content. But also, there's a little bit of profit built into them that help pay for things. It by no means covers everything at the moment. Um, and same with the uh, coaching programs. Um, I also think when it comes to coaching, you. You get what you know. Don't you get what you pay for? Well, you do get what you pay for, but um, it's that you tend to if you financially invested in something, you are much more likely to mentally invest and actually do the work, etc., etc. Like we don't naturally, as humans, value things that we get for free as much. So that's part of the reason. But also, it is one to one specific time with myself or with whichever expert covers that area. Like I said, the the social media course that we're going to be launching isn't run by myself it's run by an actual social media expert and um, from outside the pageant industry because we don't have any social media experts within the pageant industry specifically that like just do that um, I don't think there would be enough money in it to be honest to run to just do that enough where you only deal with pageant ladies but it's you're also an expert in social media anyway that I digress um so there's little bits and I um, and and we sort of these got these little little plans that um where we make a little bit of money that then helps to cover the costs and things um and then hopefully we'll be able to we do want to eventually with the podcast particularly have uh, people advertising on it that um would then go into a bit of a fund to be able to financially support the UK girls going to internationals or the European title holders that are based in the UK going to internationals other countries there are there's a lot more um emotional and financial support for girls going to internationals ladies going to internationals we don't have that here in the UK um so that is one of the things that we'd like to see I think definitely towards the 10-year end of that um so financially self-sufficient within five years and then maybe um more um able to financially support some of the the national title holders traveling to internationals with the expenses and things that go on there um going um 
more towards the 10 year mark. Um, we'd like to sponsor, be able to sponsor and support more of the UK ones. But at the moment, we've kind of set that we'll do five, a maximum of five a year. And we'll try and offer different prize packages for all of them. Um, so some of them are more Pageantland Fitness, some of them more Pageantland Coaching, some of them are Pageantland specific. Like that there's a bit of variety in there and that within the prize packages that we sponsor, um, that they're all a little bit different. Um, so it's not just the same one with every system, but, um, we've kind of capped that some will be rotated. Um, some are a bit more partnership based. Um, and, and so we might get to the point where we are able to do a couple more and there'll be a couple that we, that we regularly do because we've set up partnerships with them and things like that. So, um, it's quite tricky and complicated because, um, systems rely on sponsors so it's quite difficult to be like we can sponsor you this year but not next year so we are sort of looking at setting up our contracts and stuff like that um because also for us being able to support and sponsor we want to make sure that um that pageant land gets some coverage from it i'll be completely honest um this is why some systems do struggle to get good sponsors is that there isn't enough support and encouragement for the the people that sponsor them um from either the queens the finalists the systems themselves so we want to make sure that we're kind of covered that way um because it also it helps us to continue to be able to do it and to continue being able to support and things um there are some systems here in the uk that are so good at getting their finalists and their queens to promote the sponsors and it makes their systems very appealing to sponsors um, from inside and outside the pageant industry because they can see that the the contestants and queens are very active at promoting the sponsors. Um, sponsorship is very much a two-way street. In, it's If it's a one-way street, it fails. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it needs to be a two-way street if we don't want to end up with like naff inappropriate sponsors um, on, on systems and things. So um, yeah, definitely want to keep doing that. Um, from a like uh, romantic standpoint, so that's more from a practical standpoint. From a romantic standpoint, um, we definitely want to be expanding our connections with more systems here in the UK. Um, I do hear a lot that uh, certain systems in the UK get a lot more coverage on things like pageant land and blogs and stuff like that. Um, and I think it does go part and parcel with encour systems encouraging their contestants to get in touch. Um, it Again, it's a two-way street. We want to promote and support all the systems, but when we put shout-outs to say who would like to come and help with this, um, it seems to be from quite a small pool of systems that come forward. Um, and we can't force systems, queens, finalists, etc., to get involved with features. But it's kind of like you can't moan that your system never gets any coverage if you are not um, as a contestant, queen or director um, getting involved yourselves. Um, and I think there's also there's that little bit of a worry of, oh, or we're not a big enough system or we're not a well enough known system or um pageant land or whatever it is doesn't doesn't usually feature our system and it's like with when it comes to pageant land i'm laying this down now if you are a uk contracted system we want to be promoting you we want to be actively promoting you we want to list you for free on the website we want to feature your queens we want to feature your finalists like we want you um 
and so I'll lay that out there. We want you, we want you, we want you. Um, we have um, like a systems database on our website that we are very active in trying to contact directors and things like that. So if your system's not listed on there at all, please let us know, um, particularly if you are the director. Um, if you are on there, so some of them just have a picture and the name and it doesn't link to any information. And that's because we only link to information that's been submitted by like the director or the office like of the director um, so that we know that it's completely accurate. And so we know that the director knows that they're properly featured on the website um and we i'll be honest building that up has been such hard work um we sent multiple emails to um to met to all the systems on there um some still haven't replied at all um and we really want it to be as full a database as possible of systems so if you are a queen and you see that your systems details aren't on there um if they're not on there at all please let us know and then we can also reach out to your director but please let your director know tell them about it say look they will promote you for free there is no like <laughs> there's no like oh you can have a half listing and then there's a paid full listing so i know that some of like the big um, american ones pageant planet like it's a paid for thing and it's like 500 quid and stuff to get listed and or 500 dollars for a basic listing we don't do that the listing is free we don't maybe one day we'll have like a featured listing but I I can't see that any in, in, in the future for like some time um like it's not even on our plan like we have a written out five and ten year plan um and it's not even like on those plans it's I'm not saying I'm just not saying never however all the others are free like you can have all your systems information up there for free and um, we just need you to fill the form out to do it and same with suppliers if you are a uk-based supplier and um, anything to do with pageantry um then you can be featured on the website with a listing with all your details and links to all your stuff and a couple of pictures um and that's like without bias without prejudice it doesn't matter if we've already got a supplier on there that does what you do um we try to move them around as well so the listings at the moment are done by order of submission and then each time I get a new submission I go on and I add that submission onto that section and then I'll move them around in their spaces so um just because someone's in the number one space now might not be the number one space next week next time I need to go and add some more to that page I shuffle them around um eventually we will do it more often but at the moment we're still building up um there's still quite a few areas that I do um in the sort of back office that eventually other members of the team will be taking over and things but um again with covid it's quite tricky to train people up um for different areas because sometimes I need to have my computer there with their computer and even screen share it just doesn't quite work so um eventually we will do it more often but at the moment it's just when I've got new ones to add and that's like so much information and um, one of the things I do want to do is after I did it after our last team meeting and I'm going to do it again after the next team meeting is do an Instagram live and share some of the things that went on with the meeting like we want it I don't want to air the meeting live because I feel like then some people in the team might feel a little bit uncomfortable to speak their minds and it's nice to sort of bash ideas around and not be afraid to say something wrong um, and then once we've made decisions and stuff like that then we'll or if we've got questions to put to you guys then we'll do it in the Instagram live so when we have a team meeting I'll go live on Instagram afterwards um, as soon as possible afterwards depending on child work etc etc um 
so that you guys are always in the loop because uh, this isn't a team of people that are superior to everyone else within the industry. This is a team of people that are working for the industry. Um, pageant land is for the community by the community. Um, there's got to be some structure. We can't just let everyone in willy-nilly. Like I said, no under-18s because of safeguarding issues, etc. Um, and people knowing who's doing what and just the practicalities of having a team that's too big in meetings and stuff. You just don't get anything done. Um, so there is practicalities behind like curating who's on the team as such um, from that standpoint and not just having everyone on all the time. Um, but we do very much want to feel like we are here serving you guys um, and not like not the other way around, very much not the other way around. Uh, so next question. Do you ever think of giving it up? multiple times a day multiple times a day um anyone that's got a child will knows we love our children dearly but some days you just want to scream and have 10 minutes peace and I get probably a day a week at the moment about that with pageant land and I have to like go and read our aim or like call one of the other team members and the other team members do it with me as well they're like oh my god I've been trying to do this thing like someone's cancelled last minute for something. Um, it's like one of the biggest pet peeves when you're trying to be organised. And because we advertise that when people are coming on stuff, we tend to have advertised it in advance. Um, with the podcast, because it's pre-recorded, I am often recording with people like months in advance as well. But it might be that I've already recorded the episode that's going to go out the week before theirs and mention that next week so-and-so is coming on the episode and then they cancel and they're not sure when they can reconvene or lives, people cancelling last minute. We have already promoted you. Um, and it's not... <laughs> Sorry, but it's not us that look silly when people cancel last minute. It's the person that's coming on because people have seen that you're meant to be there next week and then you don't show up. Um, so if you are committing, whether it's pageant land or something else, like do do show up. Like I create infographics and adverts and then Chanel is posting and sharing them um, and then... Dion is making sure that like, well, I'm talking about Clean's Table here, obviously, but and then like Dion is sharing them at the end of the previous episode. And then we've got to rush around with day's notice to try and find a replacement person and redo all the infographics. And um, it's like, it's not just a case of you not showing up. Like we don't want to leave an empty week. Um, that's just not our jam. Um, that's just not how we roll. Um, but it's, it's a lot of effort putting in. So when things like that, I'm just like, seriously, again, like you're bashing your head against a brick wall, like you're here trying to help. Um, and it just, it just feels like it's not being appreciated when stuff like that happens, even though you also don't do it to be appreciated. So it's, yeah, it's such a catch 22. Um, but, um, and again, like we said earlier, what's been the hardest, the hardest thing or the worst thing from the last two years is people thinking that we're trying to be a governing body. Um, when I hear that again, two years of saying that is not what we are trying to do and two years of doing what we do and in no way doing anything that relates to us being a governing body. And I still get it those days. I'm like, seriously, the UK pageant industry can do one because it seriously doesn't deserve all our hard work. And then 10 minutes later I get over it um or whoever's on the team that's having that moment because it's not just me like we all have it um and we have, we've might like, rant in the whatsapp group and we might rant to one person like privately um and just like I don't want to do it anymore um 
but I think we all get that when it's something you're passionate about we're all gonna have days like that if it's something that you're passionately energized about it's using your energy to be passionate so sometimes you do just like run out of steam and particularly as we haven't had pageants and stuff to go to as well um I mean I'm stuck in a between a rock and hard place of the fact that I don't feel comfortable going back to the busy pageants yet um there's quite a few I've got um Miss Eco that I'll have been to by the time this goes out um that I'm helping at um and that we are sponsors for and I'm excited about that one I couldn't make um the two the week before um so I couldn't make Royal I couldn't make um UK's International Pageant Girl because I was moving house um and then I've got some in September that clash with like some are literally on the same night as school stuff because Felicity's starting school um like GB I really wanted to go to it clashes with the school thing um Miss Wales is the night before a school thing during the day um but also I'm 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 really not quite ready for big like big busy things yet um so I think I will probably do eco and then you won't see me pop up until uh pageant industry awards um slash uh miss pageant queen that's like the same weekend we've got a table there and things um so I, I'm definitely doing that I've got the tickets for that um and then that that might end up be being me um um for a couple of months as well because I'm 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 just very yeah I'm I'm a bit too anxious to go into the busy groups and stuff I think having been in London during the pandemic has made me sort of extra fragile about it but some of the pageant girl team have already been out like Dion and Becky both made um the pageant girl uh weekender um and some of the more of the team are going to be able to make Miss Eco and we're going to try and make as many as possible I know this is actually um now giving away half of one of the other future questions um but it's without going going to pageant events always like re-energizes me and the the rest of the team about stuff relating to pageant land um like when I've done I did a Clemmy shoot I did a Jason Wade shoot like each time I came back from those I was like re-energized for pageantry again um a couple of days after this goes out I actually have a little haggle of um haggle I think that's normally referred to witches but um, you're not witches my lovelies um little haggle of witches little haggle of pageant ladies who happen to live local to me coming round for food and drinkies on the actual second birthday so I'm sure we'll share some of that on the Instagram live uh, not the Instagram live but on the Instagram stories um to celebrate and it's little things like that I find like boost my pageant spirit but I haven't got that mega kick of going to the big pageants because I I don't feel like I'm ready to go to too many of them yet um from a COVID perspective um and um I suffer with social anxiety so I kind of need things to be in a bit more of an ideal situation um to get my butt in gear and go um and so luckily the, the rest of the pageant team aren't um aren't uh, as bad as me <laughs> they're better at going to things I must live really far down south and everything's up north so um hey ho right next one do you ever feel like giving up we did that one what kept you going through covid um so even like the american the big american pageant podcasts uh, of all the ones I know and that I follow um we were the only one that didn't take a break during COVID. Like we had one every week. Some weeks we had two as well when we were trying to give more exposure to um, 
finalists and contestants and stuff, um, particularly those that were like going to be um, competing uh, blah, 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 virtually. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> I knew it was in there somewhere. Um, and I think I didn't want to break that streak. I'm quite competitive with myself. So I was like, no, come on. We've we've not we've not missed a week. Let's not miss a week now. And sometimes it didn't quite make it out on Tuesday. Sometimes it wasn't the ten a.m. on Tuesday. Sometimes it was ten p.m. on Tuesday. Sometimes it ended up on a Wednesday. But we didn't miss a week. Um, and that was definitely like I didn't want to break the winning winning streak. Um, so that definitely kept me going through COVID. I think also the feedback from people. Um, that people were like it's not we can't go to any pageant events, but it's really lovely to be able to tune in um, every week and know that there's a little bit of pageant going on. Um, and we had some lovely messages with people like, you are keeping the pageant industry alive, which I don't I don't think we were. I don't think we're keeping the pageant industry alive in the UK, but it was still nice that some people thought that. Um, I'll still, I'll take the compliment. Um, so yeah, that was really, really nice. And uh, people like, you're bringing like pageant positivity and giving us some really good advice for how to deal with pageantry during COVID. Um, but I'm not going to lie, it was really tough. <laughs> um, it, it definitely spiked those days where I wanted to give up on the whole thing. Um, and I recently announced that I was postponing competing by a year just because this like last 18 months has really taken taken the like I feel like a, a few times I've been a bit beaten up by pageantry in the last year I'm also um trying to get an assessment done for something um and I don't think we're gonna it takes quite a long time I don't think it's going to be sorted um by um February when I would have been competing so my fabulous director um Jan has let me postpone it to the next year which was amazing um like without she was just like without question mental health comes first and um you need to get things sorted so that was amazing um but it's yeah I'm not gonna lie hard slog um feel like there's like always I feel loads of people have found it in COVID it's just like one slap in the face after another but we got there although <laughs> me being COVID doom and gloomer is I'm like yay here comes like what we on the fourth lockdown around the corner because like I every time I see a big event and things it freaks me out um so where did we get to on the questions why is uh how is how is pageant land different from a governing body <laughs> see I said we get called a governing body all the time um how is it different from a governing body? Well, we don't govern. We don't govern. We promote. We are a, a promotional platform for queens, contestants, systems and suppliers within the UK pageant industry. And um, like I said, if people want to come to us with queries and questions, we can be that buddy that gives them a bit of advice and says, speak to your director or this is the course of action to take with a supplier. And um, I think that I do often find within pageantry that the rules that would normally apply outside of pageantry, people seem to forget within pageantry. Like if you have um, paid money for a service, then you've bought something like there's still like trading standards. There's still um, like that kind of thing is still is still there just because it's pageantry um, doesn't mean that 
it's okay to like break the law and um I know we had people like concerned with regards to COVID restrictions being broken um by suppliers and things like that um and it was like okay we hear you um but we're not someone you can report it to you need to report it to your local authority or um like air air the concern with the supplier I always say that first air the concern with the system or supplier first if you are in a system where you don't feel comfortable talking to your director I would question whether that's the right system for you I do believe that systems should have a way of giving feedback of um, competitors being able to give anonymous feedback privately definitely not in a public forum um, because everyone has different opinions on things, three sides to every story, etc., etc. Um, but I, I think it can be very intimidating to go and speak to your director. So I get it. It's not necessarily that you don't like you think your director's a nasty person. You just don't really know enough about them to know whether you feel comfortable speaking to them. Um, so if you're a director listening to this, I would encourage you having a way that um, and you can use um like SurveyMonkey, uh, Google Forms, um, allow people to give anonymous feedback privately. So when you see it and you're actually getting a full, like, like you're not just hearing all the good things. I did a whole episode about this recently and um, where we need to start giving our systems and suppliers honest private feedback because I'll see people post testimonials from someone or like this absolute glowing testimonial or like I'll hear them talk about it in their handover speech, how they loved this system or uh, this system or this supplier or whatever. But actually privately, they've told me something completely different. And the thing is that the systems and suppliers can't grow and improve if we don't give them honest feedback. Um, so I would actively encourage, particularly systems, because I do think it's a bit of a problem where people don't feel comfortable giving feedback because they're like, well, I want to compete in the system again, but I didn't really like this thing or this bit felt me made me feel uncomfortable. Or I don't think the system knew that this even went on during the event or whatever it might be. And the directors set up an anonymous way because it's not that, like I said, it's not always that the director isn't approachable, but I think just being a director can put a little bit of like that oh don't want to step on my director's toes don't want to like say the wrong thing in front of my director it's still cool it can just feel a bit awkward so um anyway that that's how <laughs> that's how you can help us not having to be a governing body by um not having things in there but we like I said we don't we just don't do that it's just not us um it's like if we can spot a way we think that the community will help can help grow the community what we try and do is maybe we'll do a podcast with um with some fun ideas for how to gain more contestants or whatever it might be like there's always there's a positive spin version to put on it um and it's like when negative things are happening we we have a thing in the team we talk about right how can we cover this in glitter like how can we make it sparkly and like and highlight the good areas so that we're like working on the good, working on more, having more of the good stuff. Um, and hopefully the bad stuff will just like disappear because it's just not, it's not our place to be dealing with it as much as sometimes we would like to, it's not our place. So, um, hopefully that's answered, um, is that bit, uh, next one, where are we? Only got a couple left. This is now twice the length I planned it to be. How does pageant land decide what to share and what not to share? Sure, we don't do political. 
that's in our like like code of conduct for team members we don't do political anything we deem to be highly controversial or that may impact particularly team members that are title holders or are looking to compete we have to bring to the team and it has to be a um a majority vote um, we have a majority vote system for things that might be highly controversial. Um, we do do ethical. So we don't do political. We do do ethical. And I know some people disagree. Um, but I would disagree right back at them that things like racism is political. I don't believe it is. And the rest of the team don't believe it is. We believe it's ethical. Therefore, we will cover that. LGBTQ plus. It's not political. Although there are political elements that we don't deal with, we deal. We we will um, highlight things like that because it's an ethical standpoint I, those are like the two examples that are like springing to mind um like I said earlier with the the share not to share it's not a case of we won't share if you are like the queen of a charity pageant but we don't put it in as under a as a queen because otherwise it is just flooded with queens it's a very tricky area we've had many discussions on it um and like the same if people win a side award but in your system the side award means you are the charity queen and um, we don't then would we wouldn't then put you in as the feature of meet the queen um it would be a feature of introduce yourself so there's pretty much for every queen feature there is a contestant finalist um pageant person feature equivalent so that you're never missing out um, but it was just, it was just the conclusion that we came to. Um, I guess we could have a whole episode debating that, but I don't think we will, if I'm honest, because yeah, it was something that we, we did have to touch on quite a lot to come up with a conclusion. Um, other than that, any system UK based, we are UK based. Um, so the one time, um, and we would do it again, we had an American, um, pageant queen on to talk about lessons that we could learn from the American industry. Um, and we would do that with other countries, for example, um, guest experts that could offer advice that'd be beneficial to UK queens and contestants, exact, et cetera, if there maybe wasn't, um, wasn't a account, a sort of a, an equivalent UK person, or there wasn't an equivalent UK person that was willing to do it, then we might go to someone abroad. But we very much try to focus on the UK. I think there are lots of things, platforms for other countries. Um, there is a lot of support and things in other countries. Um, and we we just want to keep it UK based. That's that's the pageant land is a UK brand and we do it for the UK pageant community. So that impacts what we do and don't share. Um we ask, um, well, we say you can tag us in like as much as you want on Instagram. Um, but for example, if you tag us in something that's not pageant related, we're not going to share that. Um, if it's your platform, then we will. So that's why it's really important to make it clear what your platform is because you've tagged us in something. We look at it and go, well, that's not pageant related because it doesn't appear to be your platform. Then, um, it probably wouldn't get a share, but as long as it's platform pageant related, charity related, etc., etc., then, then we share it. Um, the caveat there would be if you've tagged us in 10 things that day and no one else has tagged us in anything, then we probably only share a couple of those posts. If you've tagged us in 10 things and 20 other people have tagged us in 10 things, We'll probably be able to share all 10 because we can intersperse it with other people. And um, what we try not to do is look like we're only sharing from like one or two people. 
um, and the times where it might look a little bit like that is just because they're the only people that have tagged us that day. We are much better at sharing Insta stories. I'll be very honest, it is much easier. We are all very busy. Um, I hate that word, sorry. I'm literally got on my list um, to record a podcast about stopping using the word busy. So I'm going to rewind, take out that word. Um, we are all very strategic with how we use our time and it is a much more strategic use of our time to share insta stories there you go <laughs> cut the word busy out i hate that word um and uh, um so yeah insta stories are better for shares uh also same with like the podcast uh, not the podcast the blog if you don't submit long enough answers or if it's too pageant patty it's we can't turn it into a blog of any value and we're not going to be able to use it um I've never done a podcast recording that I haven't used but the same would be said if I got to the end I'd like I because I can respond and and add more questions in or I can add some valuable content if the guest suddenly clams up and goes like pageant patty or just has a nervous breakdown on air um then I can add some more stuff in but um it yeah I think so the only other equivalent really would be um yeah, if you did like an Instagram live and then it was really, really bad for some reason. Um, but usually, usually we haven't, ha well, we haven't had that happen, but um, we have had pod blog submissions where we've said we need more information and sometimes people come back and add more information and sometimes we never hear from them again. So that's fine. Um, so that's the only other thing is like, we want to make sure it's pageant. We want to make sure it's UK. We want to make sure it's valuable. Um, oh, we're not going to share things that are like full of swear words or something like that. We're not going to share things that like target certain people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but other than that, yeah, keep it sparkly, keep it nice. Uh, last two questions. Good. Cause I'm losing my voice. How are decision made, decisions made within pageant land? Um, so like I said, we have a code of conduct. Um, it is actually going to be up for renewal. Once we add, we've got two new members, possibly three actually, um, over the last few months. And then we will do a, um, a code of conduct plan. I don't know. I don't even know what it's called in the file, but I'm going to, so I'm calling it code of conduct for now. Um, cause I have no internet to go and check the Google drive at the moment. Cause like I said, we just moved and we haven't got our internet yet. Um, but the, yeah, so code of conduct in inverted commas and stuff will be reviewed in November. Um, but like I said, we have each uh, of the ladies has a role and responsibility area. And it is up to them what they do within their role and responsibility area. If they are unsure or not willing to make a decision on their own because they feel like it should be taken to like the whole team. If something is overly controversial or potentially overly controversial um, etc etc it is brought to the team and there has to be sometimes at the team meeting so it can be discussed further sometimes it's just put in the whatsapp group um and it has to be a, 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 a majority vote so it has to be a majority so if there's eight of us on the team five people have to agree with it if then say five people agree and three people don't agree and one of those is very strongly opposed and we've done it in whatsapp then we might say we need to save this for the team meeting and discuss it further or the person that's strongly opposed might explain a bit more by the strongly opposed um so we can discuss it a little bit more we want all team members to feel comfortable with what we put out um 
but we haven't actually had that decision yet. Um, we, we have had issues where like the team members have all agreed and then we do something and then people claim that they didn't have a say and they did. I did say this would be a no holes barred episode. Um, but that's, that's how it's done. Um, and it's very rare that we have, um, I don't think we've ever, we've ever done anything that hasn't been not just a majority, but like a pretty much unanimous agreement. We've not done something because um, we had, I think it was when we had 10 members, eight people didn't want to do it and two did. So we've not done stuff because of that, but we've never done anything. I think everything we've done has always been um, on a, so we are, we're quite diplomatic with it. Um, and we do have like the rules, the rules, team rules and everything written down so that we are able to hold each other accountable. And we do, we call each other out in team meetings or in WhatsApp groups and be like, that's, I am, I agree with you. Sometimes it's like, I agree with you, but that's not pageant land. That's not what we stand for. or That's not how we roll or that would, that would make us being biased against this or unbiased against that, whatever it might be. Um, so we are very good at calling each other out. I'm quite proud of how good we are at that. And I think it's one of those things that um, the naysayers will never want to believe that we are doing that and that we are being concise. But um, anyone that knows me is I am a woman of strong <laughs> ethical backbone. Um, and I I just can't not be. I'll be completely honest. I just can't not be. So um I guess all I say is believe what you want to believe, but we are pretty hardcore behind the scenes of making sure that we are not um, being like biased towards like one system or one queen or whatever it may be. Anyway, last question before I completely lose my voice. Is Pageantland attending all events? If not, which events do you choose to attend? So this, we eventually want to have one team member at every contracted UK pageant final and hopefully then start going out to more of the, the the charity ones as well that's like the end goal covid has obviously thrown a massive spanner in the works and that's like threefold probably um one some team members are more comfortable being in big groups than others um the financial implications of covid have meant that not all team members can afford to go to things we do specifically have team members from all over the country so that we have got ones that are closer to others. Um, if we've got two in like two close together and there's only one person that can go, we will prioritise if we are sponsoring or partnershiping, and I don't know if that's a word, but partnering with the team or like PIAs, we're up for a PIA, we're in the shortlist. So of course we were going to go to that one. I don't think it clashes with anything. Um but sometimes it's a case of there's two, like one weekend after the other, another and we can't actually go to both of them. There's only one person that's available and they need to pick one. And so we would yeah consider, are we sponsoring them, etc. Or have they been, maybe they've been really good at like sharing our stuff and therefore we want to go and show the support back. Um, but if literally there's no like really obvious deciding factor, then um, it might just be literally a toss of a coin or a name out of a hat. However, we are 
like I said, we are, what are we at the moment? We're six members. We're about to take two to three. By the end of this year, we should have taken on three additional members um, that vastly expand the country. Um, I mean, we've got Dion down in Somerset. Um, I'm the closest to London. Even I've moved out of London now, but I'm the closest to London. Not that many things happen in London. Um, but I know we've got like Paragon and Basingstoke, um, IGM's normally down this way, Atlantic's down this way. Um, so we've got people down here that cover this bit, like myself. Um, we've got people near Nottingham, we've got people near, we've got people all over the place. So the hope is that we will build up to being able to get things. But like I say, the, I, as one of the people that really doesn't feel comfortable in busy situations yet, um, really appreciate that some of the other team members are similar. And so it may be that, a team member has put their hand up and said yes I will cover this event and then the day before they don't feel comfortable going particularly if we get like COVID spikes in certain areas and things like that so um definitely COVID has like mentally physically and financially affected our ability as a team to make all of them the want is there I think I do want to really make that clear is that the want to be at all of them and support all of them is really there um, and hopefully over like the next couple of years we really will build to that um, like I said we don't just want to be there we want to be there we want to have a table there whether we can sell products or not we want to be there we want to have a table there we want to have a banner up we want to have a little sign that says new to pageantry come say hi um, we'll be your new pageant bestie we'll find you your new pageant bestie I need to find out work out how to like label that sign um but that we want to be able to support systems so if you are a newer system and you need some extra pairs of hands on the day like we want to be there helping um and then it's it, it, it ties in so well with our aim like if you produce a good pageant then more people will want to continue in pageantry which is part of our aim so even if it's us stuffing bags in the back room or helping people in the changing rooms like um you've yeah we want we want to be there so um hopefully over the coming years and you will see us more at things we're kind of like so I have a pageant land hoodie but you can't really wear that to a black tie event but we are looking at we have our little pageant land pins but they're really small badges because they are designed to hold your sash up without being like massively heavy and like falling off your shoulder and like detracting from your outfit so they are particularly small so we are trying to work out a way of having something that is like pageant appropriate and looks nice um but that um would go with um if we're going to like evening gown event type things as well um so I'm kind of leaning towards the idea of us having like pageant land team sashes so that people can find us if they want to find us at events but um and particularly because we want to do more like lives um and get little reels we've given I'll be completely honest we've given up on TikTok we're just uh, it's just one it's one social media too many so reels um for the Instagram and to be able to ask you little questions and do little lives and video clips of the Insta stories and what have you um we want to be doing that at events and coming and chatting to you and getting your feedback and asking what what you'd like us to do differently or if there are any podcast topics you'd like us to cover etc etc like we want to be visible there for the pageant lands growth but we predominantly want to be visible there so that we can help and we can support um and if anyone's seen me at a pageant cheering and clapping I 
am the loudest cheerer and clapper in the world and I love cheering and clapping particularly for people that maybe haven't got audience members there as a southern girl that used to compete in a northern pageant um it's really awkward when like there's been a northern girl come out in front of you and all her family like and like all her like 40 friends are there and then none of your friends can make the four hour drive so you like come out and it's like tumbleweed so I love cheering and clapping um particularly for the southern girls because I know they're likely to if it's a northern competition have less people there um anyway see I massively go off topic um this is why I'm not very good at actual pageant interview and people always expect me to be really good at pageant interview, but I'm so used to long form interview. You give me three minutes. What is, I'm currently at one hour and 19 minutes. And, and that's just talking about pageant land. You imagine me trying to fit everything I do into three minutes. It just doesn't go very well. Um, so yeah, that's, I'm just checking my list. That is the last question. Um, I hope that's been insightful. I hope that's given you a bit more information about who we are and what we do and what we stand for. Um, I did say it'd be no holes barred. So there you go. Um, don't shoot me. Don't shoot the messenger. Um, but I love, I love running pageant land. Even the days where I want to give it up. <laughs> I love it. And the team members love it. And we love being a part of it. And we massively appreciate all the support that we've had from you all over the years, the two years that we've been running it. Um, can't believe it's our second birthday. Um, and the fact that we've done so much of this through COVID, I just, it may, I feel like that makes it feel like it's eight years old. It's like dog years. It's COVID years. It's like <laughs> four times as many. Um keep giving us feedback and keep help help us to help you help us to deliver the content and things you want um listen to the podcasts make notes take advice um find supplies on the website share share our stuff um because it helps us reach more people and it helps us bring more people into the community helps us to keep growing with everything that we're doing and being able to support you and sponsor systems and stuff um but thank you thank you the listener thank you the supporter and um, without you we would be nothing like i said we are for the community by the community um so i am jessica barkley host of the pageant land podcast founder of pageant land saying happy birthday happy birthday to us um, you'll see other bits and pieces from us and you probably sure um, have probably seen by the time this goes out some bits from the weekend from eco and then my special birthday trip to somewhere super pageantry oh you'll have seen it by the time this goes out to um as the special guest at the clemmy clemmy shoot glam days um which will have been amazing and i am on queen's table as well um we I might be I can't remember if the Queen's Table is going out before this or after this but I'll be I'll be live on Queen's Table talking about pageant land and the birthday and stuff as well so you'll see me on there um but thank you thank you thank you happy birthday to us and we will see you all soon Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. 
for any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.